This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in Pastor Series on Heavenly Authority, focusing on the office of the Apostle. When we left off, Pastor Greg was reading from Matthew 10, verse 8, the Lord's instructions to the Twelve when He sent them out. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. The power of the kingdom displayed at the hands of the apostles. Notice you have the message, the kingdom of heaven, and you have the signs. Remember, we studied, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And that was to accompany them as they went into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And Jesus says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe who does not believe will be condemned. The message goes out, the message of the kingdom goes out, and signs and wonders followed the apostles. And they went together, the message and the signs. And then he says in verse 8, freely you have received, freely give. It's a gift. They don't deserve it. God has given them a gift. God has opened their eyes. God has anointed their hands. He's given them a mouth to speak. They've been freely given. Now you go out and freely give. Tell them. Speak to them. No charge. No fee. Not like Simon the sorcerer, who when he sees, when he sees that the apostles lay hands on the people and they receive the Holy Spirit, Simon says, give me this power also that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. And he offers them money to do so. And Peter says to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. He says to Simon, you have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. That's from Acts chapter 8, verses 18 to 21. You cannot buy the gifts of God. It's a free gift given, no charge. No fee, no sophist fee as you would have in those days. The wise men going out and they collect money as people would come in and listen to their wisdom, in the Greek wisdom. None of the seminar prices of today where if you want to know the deep hidden secrets of life, you pay some mystic or some guru so much money to go to a seminar and hear him speak and, and mesmerize you. No fee, no charge. Freely you have received, freely give. Later on, he would tell them in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 27 down below, he says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Shout it that all can hear. Shout it from the housetops. This is not a secretive movement, rather the open proclaiming of the kingdom of God. And then he says in verse 9, Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals nor staffs, 
for a worker is worthy of his food. And if you put this section together with the sister passages in Mark chapter 6 and Luke chapter 9, uh, he's really saying, um, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, not that they were to go out barefoot, but rather don't take extra sandals with you. Don't take an extra staff with you. And if you look in Mark chapter 6, you'll see uh, the clarification on it. Don't take anything extra. Don't pack a bag like you're going on a journey. You're going on a journey, but don't act like you are. Just take what you have with you. Take the tunic you have. Take the sandals you have, the staff you have. Whatever you have, don't go and procure or acquire gold or silver, what you would do if you went on a trip, you'd want to have extra money on you, right? As you are, go out. Go out. For a worker, a worker is worthy of his food. It says in Matthew 10, verse 10. They are sent out by faith. And many times a new work of God must start with a step of faith. Something that might seem foolish to the world. Wisdom is to pack for a journey. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in this case, to start this work, they have to do something that's not the norm that shows that they're faithful in what God will provide for them, that they know he will give them provision. There has to be a step of faith in any work of God. Something has to be sacrificed. Something has to be given up. They have to leave behind, even as Abraham left behind and trusted God and went into the promised land that God would provide for him, he would bring him in, and he would give that land to his descendants. A step of faith that God would provide for his workers. They are his workers, and a worker is worthy of his food. And God will use those ministered to to provide, as well as his miraculous involvement in their lives, that they would be safe, that they would be secure. Now, this is not all the time. If you look in Luke chapter 22, there are times of light and there are times of darkness. There are times when miracles happen quickly, immediately. There are times when things drag out as the battle in the heavenlies goes on, as the word is coming to Daniel, but you know the angels are battling the demons up above the angels want to get the word to Daniel, and the demons are trying to stop it. And there are times when the windows are wide open. There are times when the windows seem shut. And in Luke chapter 22, Jesus tells them at the Last Supper, in verse 34, in verse 34 we read, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. And then in verse 35, and he said to them, when I sent you without money, bag, knapsack, and sandals, did you lack anything? Obviously, he's referring to what we're reading here in Matthew chapter 10, right? And they said nothing. So we know that God fulfilled his promise. When Jesus sent them out, they were provided for. Did you lack anything? Nothing. Then he said to them, but now, he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise, a knapsack, and he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say to you that this which is written must still be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors 
for the things concerning me have an end. So they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. They were anxious to go and grab those swords, ready to fight for the kingdom. But he's making a point to them deeper than that. There are times when you lack nothing by walking in faith. There are certain times you have to gather, you have to protect, you have to take a bag and knapsack. This is a time of darkness. This is a time when the Son of Man will be killed. And there will be times in the future where you will be persecuted. So there's an importance in the scriptures of knowing the time. There is a time for everything. We step out by faith. The work normally starts by faith. It normally starts in doing something that looks foolish to the world. How can you do that? How can you leave this and do that? How can you give up this to do that? They had to do, they had to walk by faith in God that he was going to provide. But there's nothing wrong at certain times in doing that which is right for provision. Know the time, understand the difference, understand what Jesus is saying here. So this, in back in Matthew chapter 10, he sends them out. He wants them to not take anything with them, to just trust the Lord to provide for them. And he tells them in verse 11, it's not that God is not concerned for their provision. He will provide for them. Look what it says here. He says in verse 11, now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out, so they'll have a place to stay. And when you go into the house, greet it. This is verse 13 now of Matthew 10. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. So they will have provisions. Go into the town that you're going to preach in, the town or the city, and inquire who is worthy, the worthy ones the ones that God can count on, those who will respond, those who have a good heart to the Lord, that they'll hear the gospel and they will receive and they will be so happy that they'll take you into their house because the apostles cannot do their work without the worthy ones, those that God can count on to support them and help them to preach the gospel. See, it's not by charge, it's not by fee. They will go out and preach the gospel to whomever. Everyone will hear it free of charge. It's not that these people are being charged for hearing the gospel. Rather, these are co-workers with the apostles desiring also to do the work of God. And they are the worthy ones that allow the apostles that give them the opportunity to do the speaking and bring the word of God. And then what happens, he says, as you go in, if it's true the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. The peace of the kingdom of God is upon them. And the peace of the kingdom of God goes with them. They're saturated in it. And so where they go, it comes with them. And as a person reacts to those sent out, the sent out ones of Jesus, it will determine if they in turn receive that peace, if it flows over to them, or if they receive judgment. Remember our study 
early on, a background study in the Old Testament, where we talked about that section, Touch Not, the Anointed Service of God, how when the anointed is upon a servant of God, it was wrong to go against that servant. And here, how much more, if those in the Old Testament were under that anointing, how much more disciples of Jesus Christ himself going out in his authority, going out in his name, bringing his good news of the kingdom of God, displaying his miracles, how much more will the reception or rejection of them show the heart of the person and show then whether that person receives the peace of God or the judgment of God? If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. It overflows, but if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. They have authority, right? They have authority to bind and to loose. To decide and then to bind that peace or to loose the peace and take it with them from the house. And in verse 14, you see how the apostles are treated shows the treatment of God. And whoever will not receive you, verse 14, nor hear your words, if they do not receive you, if they do not hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Don't even have the dust on you. It's symbolic. Shake off even the dust. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable, more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah and the day of judgment than for that city. Visit our church website at www.shiarjeshub.org for hundreds of radio programs and information on our church and Pastor Greg Scalzo.